I Like Your Dress predominantly takes place in what is known as Metro Vancouver on the traditional occupied and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh Nations, and the Hunkamina-speaking people. In this place of work, we hope that within our creative space that we take time to acknowledge, teach, and ensure we are using our voice to speak truth to power. You're listening to I Like Your Dress, an educational comedy podcast all about trying new things. I'm Allie. And I'm Tori. Tune in the first Friday of every month for a new adventure. Like it or not, for the better part of a year, we've all been stuck with ourselves. We are back for a brand new episode of our segment, What's Been Keeping You Well. Today, it brings me great pleasure to introduce a very special guest. He's a student, educator, and overall just plain rad. Please welcome my dear friend, Corey Rainford. Hi, Corey. Hi, thanks for thanks for having me in this very cozy setup we've got going on. I have to be honest, I am so fucking excited for this episode. And yes, this episode is already going to be explicit. Very excited to be here. <laughs> Hold on. It's been, okay, wholeheartedly, it has been so, I'm so not used to this. And although you're like, we fucking dish the shit like all the time, all day, every day. I haven't had an in-person interview in over a year on this show. Like this is so exciting and I almost don't even know how to handle it. This is also the first time I've been interviewed. So um, it's gonna be a good time. Would you say this is closer to your interview for the school district or like how would you rank this? Um, so far, I, I'm having a better time um, <laughs> only because this interview won't determine mm. whether I get to keep my home or not. You don't know that. First question. <laughs> Wholeheartedly, I'm so excited that you're here. And what are we going to be talking about today? What's been keeping you well? Um, well... A lot of different things have been keeping me um, sane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working towards wellness. Yeah. Um, this year has been interesting to say the least, but uh, it's an array. It's an array of things. Mm-hmm. New hobbies, old hobbies, TV, trashy, and otherwise. Oh, we have been really dishing into some good reality TV. Um, for those who haven't watched Selling Sunset, there's something wrong with your life. And in order to improve it, you need to kill a few brain cells and dedicate a good evening to catching yourself up on the drama of this show. <laughs> uh, especially because I think the next season airs in the summer. No way. I think we're just plugging Selling Sunset now. Netflix money, please. Do you think we'd do well in a reality TV setting? I think our life is a reality TV setting. <laughs> but ad cameras and a producer yelling at us about different things. Oh, How know, do you think you'd fare? You, we are quite the same. And we, I don't think that we do well under pressure. But I also know for a fact that if anybody was screaming at either of us, we would just be like outraged. We would just... It wouldn't be good for anyone. As, as far as I understand how it works, it's much more structured than mm. it appears. Yep. So I don't know if I could really... F- I, I like I like watching it. I don't think I'd be like, like being part of it. Mm-hmm. Since like the magic is ruined. Exactly. I have always wanted you to come on the show and having the perfect like opportunity to just like kind of free talk. Because I feel like that's when we 
flow the best creatively, you and I. I immediately thought of you for this segment. I'm like, I can finally have Corey on. We can just like talk about like real deep shit. And I feel like during the pandemic, we've just had more time to kind of realize some bigger things going on mental health wise, realizing like things that are making us truly happy. And I don't know, kind of being more attuned to our own feelings is something that I feel like we have really kind of started talking a little bit more about. And I don't know, what was, what's your take? Yeah, no, I can, I can speak to like my own experience, which Mm. surely will vary from other people's, but um, like it or not, for the better part of a year, we've all been stuck with ourselves. I think that it lets us see some of the more negative aspects of our life. Some of the stuff that we don't necessarily like, necessarily like about ourselves. We, we kind of forced to confront it because anything that we would distract ourselves with before all of this was taken away from us. Mm. Um, so it was like, honestly, watching a television show, a bad one. There's only one character. You don't like him. He's got a laundry list of character defects. And um, yeah, it's just like overall very negative experience. Yeah. But there is a silver lining and that is... I spent a year kind of seeing what I didn't like about myself, but I also saw what I did like about myself and what I liked about my life. And I think recently, because the year spent was not well spent. Um, It was full of um, kind of forming and breaking habits. Um, But I think recently I've kind of started to see the direction I want my life to go. One of the nice things about not really having those distractions is that you can just focus on making changes to get your life to where you want it to be. And that's easier said than done Mm -hmm. because my grand epiphany was just making absurd proclamations out loud to myself in my living room. I'm choosing to be happy. No more sad. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. My theory is that if I just say the things I want... And I just keep that in mind. I could maybe along the way make those like changes to kind of orient myself um, where I want to be. But early stages. So who knows where that's going to go. I thought it was so mindful how you were talking about just like the everyday distractions that we, you know, go through, like going to work, you know, going to school, running your creative like side hustles with COVID. It just kind of allowed us all to like really take a massive step back and look for the first time more closely at what's really going on. We were talking about this a lot, even like during the beginning of the pandemic, and even the way that we talk about mental health now, being a little bit more self-aware about both of us, I feel, I also, like, I just want to clarify, I also don't want to speak to anybody else's, like, journey and, like, how else they've gone through this pandemic, because... Like I said, like a lot of us are still like navigating. I am still navigating through a lot. Um, But I think, you know, we've always been kind of told, you know, self-care, self-care. But I, I truly didn't know what that looked like. And with everything that we've been seeing on the news and, you know, so much suffering this year it really I don't know it, it brought a little bit more awareness to the idea that caring for oneself's own mental stability is so important and so valuable because 
in truth, like none of us were expecting this, you know, last year and this year to be filled with so much pain and hurt and loss. And ultimately, I mean, nobody can expect that. But if you're able to attune yourself to your needs and validate validate your mental health, it goes such a long way in terms of how you're able to cope and and learn how to be happy. I think for myself, um, the biggest challenge was, I'm going to reiterate kind of what you said as well and say learning to be a little bit more self-aware and really look at the things that I didn't like that was actively going on in my life. I was just kind of piling on school and piling on work and really realized that it wasn't really bringing me any joy. I mean, I loved my job. I loved school, but doing it together, I felt like I really wasn't attaining any of the material that I was learning at school that I, you know, put so much money and put so much effort into, but I wasn't really gaining anything out of it in terms of what I could be really learning from it. And in terms of work, like I felt like I was just tired every day. Unfortunately, like it took a whole pandemic to really realize that I spend so much time to curate a air quote good future for myself, but internally I'm damaging myself and creating a space where I almost feel sick. Like I feel so unhappy, you know? What's been your kind of experience with you gave the space to realize that you're going to be taking care of yourself during the pandemic? Like, what did that look like for you? There was no big, like dramatic, like change, because I don't I don't know if I believe in that, because I think when you talk about change in terms of people, I don't think it can happen like overnight and it can't happen with a big declaration as much as we might want it to Um I think it's a series of small changes. It's change over time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just how we evolve. That's what evolution is. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was just like, okay, I'm going to get into like a healthy like daily routine. I'm going to eat a vegetable maybe once a day. Mm, drinking water, um, drinking only, drinking alcohol only in front of a screen as long as there's other people on the other end (laughs) i it's just like small things that kind of get you to where to where you could be happy yeah um i just want to say that this is this is this is great though because this is i think we're in a golden age of mental health yeah i think we are this to us is like the internet Mm -hmm. or color tv or penicillin it's it's all the rave right now. Yeah, great analogy. Because we've both been on either side of this kind of yeah of the, the world where growing up mental health really wasn't talked about. It was the opposite. We were we shouldn't talk about it, especially in public. Mm. And having a therapist was not cool. It was it was it was a, it was something to be kept under wraps yeah. that only the family knows about. It's weird but now everyone talks about it and it's great i mean yes this year for mental health probably um a lot of people are suffering but i think that just being able to talk about it so freely yeah 
is just a huge help because we don't have to suffer in silence like uh, people of previous generations have had to or yeah. still do in a lot of ways you know we can we can do stuff like what we're doing right now and it can be cathartic to us or to anyone yeah a hundred percent and i i so love what you said that um you know it looks different for everyone too it, it's not like a, a rhyme or reason of you know you have to do this x y and z every day to have your your feeling of fulfillment and joy and satisfaction with where you're at mentally. Um, it looks so wildly different for people. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Corey. Today's episode of I Like Your Dress is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online platform with classes covering nearly every topic you can imagine, from internet marketing, graphic design, or even flower arranging. Staying at home can start to look a little dull. You might be feeling unmotivated, frustrated, and, well, a little bored. Skillshare is the ultimate home classroom that can help you start a new hobby or perhaps refine an old skill. The teachers are experienced, friendly, and offer such a wide range of topics. You can get started from the comfort of your own home. Sign up for your free trial at skillshare.eqcm.net slash ilyd. And if you love their service, you can get a two-month subscription for free. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Hello, Corey. Hello, hello. Talking about mental health. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just kind of going back to, like, what different needs look like. For me... And of course, like I can't speak to anybody else's journey with like how it went. I felt like it almost was a job in itself to really dig down to be like, okay, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? What can I do to actively change it? And what are some ways that I can help manage those feelings? Um, I consider myself a typically a very emotional person. And it took me a really long time to look at that and actually kind of see it as a superpower in ways. You know, you kind of have to be able to acknowledge that being an emotional person actually means that you're an empath. Like you, you know, it took me some time in therapy to realize that it's a gift in a way to be able to connect with so many people. Yet, you also have to treat it with care and due diligence because it can come to a point where being, if you let it get a hold of you, especially with a lot of things that are going around in the world or things that your friends are going through, it can, it can also destroy you as well. And you almost, you have to have a balance of being able to learn how you can manage these big emotions and these big feelings. And I think something that really stuck out for me and helped me is mindful meditation and to be completely transparent, a mix of antidepressants, which I take on a very regular basis. Um, and that, you know, it looks different for everybody. But Corey, um, what have been some ways that if you're feeling low, what are some ways that you kind of like reroute yourself and be like, okay, what can I do to make myself feel a little bit more comforted emotionally? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you about my giant weird brain. Break it down for me. Um, I think a big part is you have to be able to label what you're feeling 
and then everyone's like everyone's toolkit, like yeah. everyone's box of tricks to kind of get themselves, um, you know, happier or just like not kind of in a certain headspace. It looks different. Um, it varies for me. I think over this last little bit, even just getting outside, yeah, go for like a walk. It's been very. Something that before this whole thing, I've never really even thought um, much about. Mm-hmm. I like, oh, walking, whatever. Um, but now it's just honestly, it makes such a such a difference. Um, taking taking breaks, um, kind of understanding that by just kind of fixating or obsessing over what's what's kind of on your plate doesn't always result in like a yeah. positive thing yeah yeah a hundred percent i have a nasty habit that i have been trying to work on probably since like my adolescence is to let go of things like take things as a grain of salt and move on i think i have a horrible habit of like say if i don't get a text back from a friend right away like i have this mental capacity that's just like they hate you it's it's actually quite sad if you like kind of look at it and it's not fact like anxiety is not fact where's my proof where's my proof that my friends like don't hate me like all of this stuff and i think you know it's so easy to get wrapped up in your own mind and your own self-doubt so many times you know being a little kind to yourself can go such a long way I've I've had this like really wise therapist that told me once to, you know, be my own best friend. And I think it's so interesting that, you know, we we live in our bodies for, you know, as long as we can remember. And yet we have such like we are a part of such a culture and society that tells us to be so self-deprecating, to be more well like loved by our peers and you know, to make other people feel comfortable and to I don't know, make ourselves feel comfortable. But in reality, like, we could go so far with our mental health by just being a little bit more kinder to ourselves and, like, tell ourselves that we love each other once in a while and just act by more compassion to yourself and truly and curiously ask what our needs are. Um, It's something, though, like, of course it's easier said than done, but like I so love and appreciate what you're saying about even just like taking a walk that goes such a long way of being able to get your mind off of even like the smallest or biggest problems is taking some time to you know go for a walk listen to a favorite podcast listen to a favorite song almost kind of find ways that you can distance yourself from irrational thoughts um yeah thank you for sharing that and I like it, it, it sounds so silly because I know people always provide these, I, at least I, I really love self-help books and I really love like self-help podcasts. And sometimes I find that like there's this idea that it's like, oh, just drink some water. And yeah, it sounds so simple, but do we actually like do it? Like, do we actually give it a try and an honest try? Um, and you know, the idea about self-help and self-care, like it's work, like attending to your needs emotionally and with compassion is so 
hard, but it's so worth it. And I'm, I'm constantly, I'm in a place where I'm really trying to validate my feelings. <laughs> and I know it's, it sounds weird. Like, do you go through this where you're like trying to validate it and almost like I have, I think my massive thing is I never like to validate my decisions for things. Like, even if I choose to like let go of an issue, I sometimes am just like, but if I do that, I'm an asshole. Like it shows that I don't care. Do you find that? Like, what what's your experience with that? Like, what's something that you're kind of going through that is a challenge with your own, like, brain? I think letting go is kind of the hardest thing that I have had to kind of go up against. Um, just letting go of, like, bad habits of people in your life that really aren't in your life anymore. Um, old grudges or just sometimes like an old pot that you're keeping for no reason at all (laughs) i think that um when you kind of let go of everything that lies under the umbrella of like the past Mm. then it lets you kind of focus more on like on the present and i really like to be in the present but for me one of the hardest things is not kind of fixating on the past it's something that I've always done so that's something that I am actively like every single day working on just trying to um move on from it not forget it because I don't think I don't think anyone should be allowed to forget their past because I think it defines us and I think it it's has such an impact on our lives and the lives of those around us that it it is part of us Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm individually um also like groups of people like uh, the past it, it's part of us so it's something that we need to carry with us but it's not something we have to burden us yeah exactly we can, we can look at our past with admire um excuse me admiration i love you admiration this is like the best part of our friendship is sometimes i get like I like go on like a tangent and Corey so lovingly like corrects me, but I, I do actually so thank him for that. <laughs> or I'll forget how to pronounce like a very like simple word. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> because I only do it with you and I do it ever so hesitantly. No, but ever I so aware of I my do. gender. I no, do it no, no, so no. carefully. But he is the only man I will ever take it with though like honestly like criticism anything like I I think we both do this like we kind of have this general like genuine acceptance for both of our like our feelings and I feel like we know ourselves so much that it's not like an offensive thing you know there are some people where like I still have to work about taking criticism like so much but genuinely, if Corey tells me, it's like, hey, I think you should really, like, try this, I'll be, like, 100%, holy shit, like, oh, my God, yes, I need to be doing this. No, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I I take shit from no man, except for Allison, who's <laughs> the best man I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I, we also have, like, a, this is, like, the first time I really get to gush about our friendship, and I really love this. Um, like, my public, um, what's it? That's like yelling on the rooftop and being like, I, oh, no, what is it, super bad? Or he's just like, I just want to like go off to a building and just be like, I love my best friend, Evan. Do you know how you say I don't remember. 
Oh, what? fuck. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to watch this. I'm going to take your word for it. Thank you. She's seen this movie so many times. I have. It's so good. Oh. Anyway, um, uh, we have, like, this matching tattoo, and I always forget that it's on myself because it's, like, behind, like, on my on our It's in the same place. It's on our elbows. And he was laying down, and, like, I had this moment where I was, like, Oh my god, I have the same tattoo as you. But genuinely out of like forgetfulness that I'm like, we have the same tattoo, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I I often forget that it's on my body. I forget it's on my body too. It's just not in like a it's not like I look at that part of my elbow I know. often throughout the day. Oh. I should start. Yeah, I have me too. Nice elbows for anyone who's wondering. You really do. They're so beautiful. Look at them. They're so dainty. I just want to put like <laughs> Just like a little hat, like just like a little hat. Can you imagine if we had hats on like other parts of They're our body? Elbow pads. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Or uh, if you're in academia, those little leather patches on your elbows. Oh, I find those sexy. They often signify knowledge, but and rarely well. It's rank too. Like I see somebody with those shirts. And I'm like, this person is not meant to be fucked with. Like, they are scholars. They know everything. Don't even question. So in the army, they have, like, different, like... Right. Like, the yeah, ranks, yeah. they're often, like, illustrated by, like, how many, like, medals or stars yeah, or yeah. whatever. So for an academic, it's going to be, like, how many patches you have emblazoned on your <laughs> on your sports coat. How many blazers do you own? I'm a seven-tweed seven uh, history professor. Don't mess with me. You're, I, see, I see you have half a patch on you. He's got a gold jacket. Oh, my God. It, go, it matches my tenure. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Can you imagine if people, you knew a person had their shit together based, if, if, what if they actually gave out awards for you, like, taking care of yourself? Or, like, you, like, you showed self-care here you go like i wish i genuinely wish that we had more of a um a validating system like i think part of the reasons why millennials in particular have such a challenge or just you know what actually generation like this is a very like i think this is a very universal feeling as children we're so easily praised for so many things that once we get out for the real world we really have kind of have that internal feeling of you almost we're working and not getting anything. And I think that's what makes the whole dynamic of like validating yourself needing to be the most present form of like validation. It, does that make sense? Like, am I making sense right now? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that we're all put on a conveyor belt. Yes. And that conveyor belt starts in kindergarten. Yeah. And we go through this and it pretty much ends when we die yeah or when we retire yeah whatever it um in this conveyor belt it's it's societal imposed and it there's no room for emotion there's no room for uh like real true honest emotional yeah. like yeah. transparency totally. it's 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 just a step-by-step formulaic kind of way of living your life that 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 is outdated mm. when we go to school um, we learn ridiculous things and then we come out of school not really being able to label a lot of our emotions yeah. 
not being able to do our taxes. Yeah. Not really understanding broccoli as a whole. <laughs> but, and then we're expected to just like, all right, now you can either go to school for more time, but this time you're paying for it, or you can just, you're kind of just on your own. But, uh, you know, good luck. Yeah. And I think that that, in education is where it really has to change because I, I think it slowly is. Mm. I think that once people realize that there are so many different types of learners, there are so many different types of how people kind of come to terms and label their emotions, yeah. that that conveyor belt can kind of just like stop. And we can kind of go through our education, learning kind of things that are more relevant yeah. And being more prepared for life. Not 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 a career, mm. but life. Because I think that's more important. Beautiful. I completely agree with you. I, I disagree. <laughs> that was such a good episode. I, I thoroughly enjoyed you coming on today, Corey. And, you know, just shooting the shit with me. Thank you so much for coming on and dabbling about mental health but also just like we had a lovely just conversation <laughs> yeah thanks uh thanks so much for having me this was a good good time crossed off my bucket list uh-huh. i was on a podcast Ooh, we gotta go we gotta go to jj Peen and steady our bums off but thank you for coming on today Corey. and for all those folks out there love yourself you're the only thing you got in the end absolutely bye stay safe <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Like Your Dress Podcast and I L Y D Podcast on Twitter. Want to collaborate or be featured on our show? For more information, check out our website at ilikeyourdress.ca. This podcast is produced, written, and edited by Allison Shields and Victoria Fraser. Production manager and PR by Cameron Napier. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.